This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well and enjoying your week. One day is all that remains between now and Arsenal's first official uh, pre-season game of the season. The club has also announced that you can watch these games, but you will have to pay $5.99 per game. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of, kind of UK and Europe-based uh, viewers and, and fans may not be doing that for the American games because they're at you know silly o'clock in the morning. Uh, I will be, for one of them at least, because I'm working a 10 till 6 a.m. shift, which is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, but uh, tomorrow we play Nuremberg at, I think, 4.30 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, so that'll be a good opportunity to hopefully see the first of Gabriel Jesus and... Marquinhos and Matt Turner uh, as well in the squad, which is going to be uh, very interesting. Fabio Vieira, I don't think, uh, has travelled or is out there at the moment. I don't think. And obviously, he has been suffering with a minor foot injury. So there's no expectation that he will be there. But Jesus, Marquinhos and Matt Turner hopefully will all get minutes uh, tomorrow. And we'll be able to see some of those guys play, which is going to be fantastic. And of course, we'll bring you lots of reaction to that uh, on the channel. I won't be able to do anything live because I'm working the game. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely be giving you plenty of reaction from that. But there's lots of transfer news to discuss today. Some new targets, some mystery kind of things that we need to work out. We're going to look for some clues before we take some of your cues in the chat box. So uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here. And turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Let's say good morning to you beautiful people. Matt G, good morning to you, to Simon, to Brad, to Jose, Rich, Carl. Good morning, guys. Anthony Martin, Black Shine, Andreas, Keith, Afsar. Hope you're doing good, guys. Uh, Olu Ansa, S, uh, NSW. You don't make your names easy to say sometimes. You're just putting acronyms <laughs> at this point. Jean uh, Wilson, Manu, it's, uh, Chris. Good morning to you, mate. Sanj, uh, Dave, uh, lots of you uh, as well. Sorry, I can't say good morning to all of you in the chat box. And good morning to everyone joining us all over the world. Of course, I know some of you get up at silly o'clock in the morning, just like King Musa, who's joining us 
uh 3 a.m in the us of a uh but thank you so much of course for always tuning in and joining let's uh kick off with as always telling you to go and subscribe to the arsenal way we are so close to hitting twenty thousand subscribers you know we started this channel back in august of last year from scratch nothing zero you know and a lot of you guys have helped build that channel as well and you guys have followed me over there and watched a lot of the stuff that we do and that i'm on over there so it's great. Hopefully, we should have a pretty cool interview with uh, a former Arsenal player and myself uh, on the channel coming out soon. I won't give any clues as to who that is, uh, other than the fact they're a bit of a divisive character. So it should be quite fun. And it was a really good discussion. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that come out on the channel very soon as well. I'll let you know, on, of course, on YouTube and Twitter. You can follow me at Laguna Talk TV when that will be out. But nearly at 20,000 subs. So thank you so much. I'll be live over there at 10 a.m as usual, on a weekday. Uh, our first story, though, of course, is a massive congratulations to the England women who won their first game of the Euros uh, against Austria. And Beth Mead was absolutely pivotal uh, in that victory. So fantastic stuff, girls. Keep it up. Let's push on to the next one. Moving to uh, the Arsenal men's and uh, the inside head end production is going to be coming out very soon. This is a really interesting kind of Amazon spin-off. It's not anything to do with Amazon, of course, as far as I'm aware. But as we know, Arsenal have had a lot of cameras throughout the year uh, at the club with the Amazon All or Nothing series. But this seems much more of a an Arsenal central focus thing, looking inside Hailend, looking at how uh, the process of going from kind of Hailend to London Colney to the first team. you got players like Per Metzak. I say players, former players, who, of course, are a big involvement now in the academy. Per Wilshire, who was here for six months uh, before he we went off to play in Europe for uh, the last kind of part of the season. Uh, some really good stuff from those guys. We at Football London have interviewed Per Metzak. Kaya Karnak went out and interviewed him and spoke brilliantly about a lot of the work that goes on. So I'm really interested to see what happens. Lots of in-depth stuff. We love behind-the-scenes things. So we'll probably do a couple of breakdowns on the inside Halo, like I'm planning to do for the Amazon series. Now, Asia Harry, uh, the goalkeeper, uh, has uh, moved on. Uh, he will move on loan to, I believe, Colchester. I don't know why it's just completely escaped my brain uh, <laughs> where he's gone. But uh, I believe... It, it's Colchester. I don't, it's, it's definitely a club that's scooting around my brain beginning with a C all of a sudden, but uh, for some reason it's just completely escaped my brain. We might come back to that story once I've double-checked it because I was looking through so many stories this morning that it's escaped. I'm frantically scrolling through my timeline now trying to find it, but I'm pretty sure he has moved to somewhere like that. Uh, I'll find it later. I'm sure you guys in the chat box. Uh, Chelmsford, thank you. I knew, it was, I knew it was a club to be on with C. <laughs> Chelmsford in Essex. That's where he's gone. Thank you, Sahil. Much appreciated. Uh, and that that's where he is. So we'll track his uh, we'll track his progress throughout the season. Sorry about that. My brain just went a complete meltdown. I'll try not to make any mistakes for the rest of the show. Uh, Charles Sago Jr. has joined, uh, I say joined, he's renewed uh, his first professional contract with the club. I told you that we were expecting more of these renewals of the youngsters to take place and that is indeed going to happen. Looking forward to seeing. Uh, Sago Jr. is a really interesting forward who can play in midfield, can play in a forward line. Um, I, I like this guy. There's a lot of uh, movement and a lot of kind of promise to his game that I think maybe we'll see more of him, of course, in the under-23 soon, but played a lot in the under-18s. Uh, has scored for the under-21s uh, in the Papa John's Trophy, I believe, last season. So a lot to come 
uh, from Sago Jr. So a big congratulations to him on getting his new contract. Uh, Burn Leno continues to be in discussions uh, with Fulham over a potential move. Uh, it is expected that they will continue to talk over a new deal. Uh, it's been pretty slow. I think they've been waiting for movement from other clubs. I imagine that Arsenal probably leaked the story that they were in talks with Fulham about a deal to try and drum up more interest in the player. It's a very uh, typical process. Um, so let's see what indeed does happen with Leno. But the most uh, likely outcome at this stage is that he seemingly will move to Fulham. Uh, Hector Bellerin, however, will not be moving to Villarreal after turning down the opportunity. Villarreal were open to matching and equaling his salary at Arsenal, which is around the £110,000 per week mark. Uh, yeah, Bellerin's heart is set on going to Betis, even if he has to take a pay cut. It may, though, take some time before that deal can happen. There is part of me, a, a very small part of me, that feels that he might even be willing to wait until the end of his contract, which runs out in a year, to make sure a move to Betis is possible. Uh, Arsenal will want to get a transfer fee, and Betis's financial situation is not particularly great. Uh, and so we'll have to wait and see if that transpires. But as of course, play uh, he's of course playing with the the side out there in uh, in Germany. This is obviously an image taken from the friendly against Ipswich, which he captained in the side before they left for Germany. So very interesting indeed. Um, and we wait and find out what happens with his future. Now we move on to the potential ins for the club. And Yuri Tielemans, uh has, according to Mark Owen of The Sun, uh, he is awaiting Arsenal who are preparing supposedly a £30 million offer for the Leicester player. I think this would be an amount of money that uh, they would accept, that they would be open to uh, kind of accepting to see the deal done. Arsenal have always been confident about getting Tillemans done. But as we revealed exclusively on the Guna Talk yesterday with Belgian football journalist Sasha Tavalieri, despite all the talk, despite all the expectation, Yuri Tillemans is not Arsenal's priority. Uh, he is not the priority central midfielder, it turns out. Who that priority is remains unknown. And this isn't surprising because Arsenal are desperately trying to keep as much as they can behind the scenes. If you remember back on June 21st, I released an exclusive story over on football.london uh, revealing that Arsenal are implementing strategies to try and limit the amount of information that comes out from the club. And Fabrizio Romano speaking yesterday on his uh, Golazzo podcast, I believe for CBS Sports, actually mentioned this, that Arsenal are doing their utmost to try and keep things quiet this summer, more so than usual, which is making finding out who uh, targets are uh, that much trickier. But Tielemans, I still think, has a real uh, good chance of joining Arsenal. Whoever this primary target is that we're not aware of right now, it seems to be just isn't a, a feasible uh, option. But perhaps that's why Arsenal's interest called in Tielemans, because they were trying to sort the other target um who knows we will wait and see now uh lissandro martinez the daily update on him is that continually there isn't really an update i'm afraid um i will of course keep you in the loop regarding the player but uh he's returned to uh amsterdam as we know he's playing and and, and featuring in the uh, pre-season preparations and training uh but uh he's waiting to try and get his move to the premier league it is unsure which of Arsenal or Man United he will choose. There's no 
genuine preference at this stage, despite what you may hear from a lot of the Man United side of things. There's no preference on either side right now. It's going to be a case of whoever can agree that fee with Ajax. Ajax will hold out for that 50 million euros, 42.9, I think, million pounds. Uh, and whoever pays that will, will obviously get him unless both teams pay it. Then uh, he will be obviously allowed to choose where he wants to go. So let's wait and see uh, what happens with Lissandro Martinez. Uh, now, Spanish outlet uh, AS uh, and according to Via the Express claim that Arsenal target Marco Asensio would be costing in the region of 40 million euros. And there were further reports that Arsenal were looking potentially at Marco Asensio throughout yesterday as an alternative wide playmaker. Uh, I wrote about this yesterday talking about the kind of the strangeties of this, if that's even a word, um, that it didn't really make sense for Marco Asensio to be the backup to someone like Rafinha or uh, Cody Gappo. He's very different. He's a playmaker. He's not a winger, even though he plays in a wide area. I found this strange. And so therefore... I don't necessarily think there's too much legs with this story. But what I do think there is legs with is a story regarding the Lille winger, Edon Zegrova. Um, really interesting links dropped yesterday evening. Uh, a Bosnian correspondent uh, who has called a lot of things correct uh, and has obviously is very, very close to Zegrova. There's videos, as I'm sure you've seen on your socials, circulating uh, about the player that uh, he's, you know, been with uh, the agent, he's been with the player himself, and uh, he obviously called the move to Lille. Uh, he was formerly at Basel when he made the move to Lille, only back in January. There was also a very strange post, and this comes courtesy of uh, at the Arsenal Guns on Twitter, who highlighted this, um, unless someone else did first, that he put on on Instagram in June 29th an image of him with his agent looking at his phone with the... Uh, the uh, hourglass and eyes emoji. Arsenal are trying to do all of their business that they can um, behind the scenes. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting. Um, that's going to be very interesting indeed. We will wait and see uh, what happens um, and we'll wait and see if indeed this changes. But I have no idea. Uh, sorry, Kosovan player. Uh, not Bosnian, wrong way around. Um, but yeah, very interesting indeed about where he might move and where he might go. Um, and I think that this is the one that's going to cause a bit of a meltdown uh, in the fan base. It's going to cause a little bit of a friction, I think, online. People are going to be very frustrated. Uh, I don't know how the fan base is going to take this. What I am going to aim to do is, of course, bring you as much information as I can about the player. I think this is probably the mystery winger that Fabrizio Romano was uh, talking about. And I think that uh, there's some real opportunity that this might be a genuine story. So if you were all hoping, uh, <laughs> if you were all hoping that this was one of those kind of random stories from the perspective of someone who has to look for a lot of transfer rumors and stuff like that, I think this is one of those that perhaps has got more to it um, than others. Uh, so there's a real real possibility. Arsenal have been linked with this guy before. Arsenal were linked with this all the way back in April. There were reports, uh, I believe, from the Mirror that Arsenal were looking at him. He only joined Basel in January, as I say. He's not been there long, so it would be quite the move. He was linked back then with only an 11 million pound move to Arsenal because he joined Bar he joined from Basel to Lille in around seven million euros. So not a lot of money has been exchanged for the player at all. 
Uh, he plays on the right. He cuts inside. Very kind of, you know, winger-ish, much more than Marco Asensio, hence why it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I it's one that we're going to have to do some research on. It's one that we're going to have to look into more. But I think that you should probably be prepared for this to be more real uh, than maybe some of you are hoping. Um, but uh, he is still a, a, a very exciting talent at 23, though. Uh, it's an age that you wouldn't necessarily say of a, a player in his you know, uh, late teens and 20, 21 years of age, but still got plenty uh, of talent about him and has shown that at Lille and, of course, definitely at Basel. So let's wait and see what happens with uh, Idon Zegrova Kosovan uh, International. So let's, uh, let's see where this one goes. That does complete all of today's stories, I believe. Um, so if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, please make sure you do. Please subscribe as well. We're going to be moving on to your questions in the chat box if you indeed do have any. So let's do that after this very, very short break. So uh, let's let's jump into the chat box and take uh, let's go and take uh, some of the questions from the chat. Let's go to uh, Rich. Um, says Tom, do you think there's a possibility for Zegrova Pepe par exchange? Um, if there is, I feel like that would cause Lille to pay some money. I just think that Pepe's valuation is probably higher than that still of Zegrova. He only moved, as I say, for seven million euros. I don't know how much Lille could really command for the guy after just six months. He's not played loads. I think he's only got something like 13 appearances. So I don't see why he would cost a ridiculous figure at all. Um, so I, if it was a part exchange, it would have to be surely something like a straight swap. If, of course, Pepe even wants to move to Lille, which there's no guarantee of. And if Lille could even afford his wages, which I certainly don't think they could. Um, so let's wait and see. Uh, Keenan, thank you so much for joining up as a member. Really appreciate the support. As always, if you, of course, would like to join up as a member, you can then join our Discord server if you are indeed an expert member or a TGT ambassador. It's a constant chat box like it is today and always fantastic community of people. And uh, you get to come on the show and use some of the crazy emojis in the chat box as well. Uh, Adam says, Adam in his dirty pants says, uh, that's a hell of a name for YouTube. Tom, how many new players do you think we will get in? Uh, I think I agree with Harry that we'll probably get two. Uh, I don't think we'll get the third. I think it's going to be two. If it is three, it might be that this is a Grover is the third one and the versatile defender and midfielder are the others. It's absolutely key that we make sure that we get a central midfielder in this summer. You know, I think we've needed the Tillemans-style player for so long. Someone who's more progressive, someone who can play in that Xhaka position, but, you know, just in a much more direct fashion. We need more options there. Central midfielder is going to be absolutely key this summer. Uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, it's, uh, it is obvious we are looking for a left-footed right wing to compete with Saka. If not Rafinha or Eden, uh, who will you go for? A, a left-footed right wing. Uh, these are players, you know, that are sometimes very difficult to find at the right level. There aren't loads out there that I would be looking for at the moment. If we go for anyone, it is going to be, you know, we went for Rafinha. Zagrova looks like the next obvious choice. But uh, the ones that are out there of a certain level that are, that we could get just aren't they're not, there's no abundance of these types of players, Olu, at all. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, do you think that we'll sign Savage? No, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I just don't think 
it's a realistic target for Arsenal. I don't see them paying upwards of 50, 55 million pounds to get someone like him in. I'd love him. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Milinkovic Savage join the club. I just don't think that it's going to happen. Uh, Daniel says, assuming we complete the signing of Tielemans, which is quite an assumption still, how do you see the midfield being structured with Vieira, a Dejaka player alongside Tielemans, meaning Fabio is more versatile? Le Fabio Vieira is going to play, in my view, in a competitive position with uh, with um, Erdegaard. I think he could also play with Erdegaard if you want to go even more attacking. Fabio Vieira could play on the right-hand side as a rotational option with Saka if you wanted to. Obviously, you've got Partey, you've got uh, Lokonga, Elneny and Xhaka, who are kind of more defensive-minded options. The starting midfield three remain Partey and Xhaka and either Erdegaard or Vieira right now. If Tielemans was to come in, you could have a situation where you use Partey and Tielemans and Erdegaard. You could have a situation where you use Tielemans, Xhaka and Erdegaard. You could use Lokonga in there somewhere. There's lots of different combinations. I think, Daniel, that people get very obsessed with best 11s and starting 11s, etc., but Arsenal are going to rotate. Arsenal are going to tweak their team to different oppositions, I think. You know, in games where we're going up against teams in the lower half of the table, we might play just the one defensive midfielder and then two more attack-minded midfielders rather than what we've done with Partey or Lokonga and Xhaka all playing, uh, as two of those three playing, and then one player in the Erdegaard kind of position. I think we may see more progression, more adventurousness, if that's a word, from our midfield three this season we'll have to wait and see uh sam thank you so much for becoming a member it took you long enough as it did for lynn as well thank you both of you for uh, becoming members today that's three in one show amazing thank you so much for the continued support guys really really appreciate it uh let's go <laughs> freddie says tom adores lynn lynn's great i've met lynn in person she came to our live show at the hippodrome um great support from lynn as always uh, King says, Tom, do you reckon we will finish our business in July? Um, I think that we have a great chance of getting our business done before the season starts. Arsenal are working on things behind the scenes that we just don't know about right now. The Fabio Vieira was a great example of that. When Fabrizio Romano, you know, no matter what you think of, uh, of him as a news reporter or whatever, whatever your opinions are, he is one of the most, probably the most connected journo uh, around um, and when he is talking about Arsenal are making things very difficult to get information out from that perspective you know that whatever they're doing is being very very secretive and I think that should give us encouragement that we can hopefully expect maybe a surprise still this summer maybe we've already had the surprise in Fabio Vieira but I think there's definitely still opportunities for Arsenal to do a hell of a lot more as well uh let's go to let's go to do, 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 van of duty who says have we decided to go for a cheaper winger because the fees we need to pay for martinez and a midfielder are more than the club budgeted for um let me think about that i think that with the budget that is available Arsenal obviously knew that they had to go in for a number of players. We needed striker. We needed to renew Enketia or bring in a striker. Renewing Enketia is going to cost a certain amount of money as well. We needed a goalkeeper. They wanted a youthful winger, it seems. They wanted to strike up that relationship with Sao Paulo with the Marquinhos deal. They've wanted a midfielder. They've wanted a versatile defender. We, and we perhaps want another wide forward as well. And you've got a restricted budget. It's not endless. We don't have this endless war chest of money. And so therefore... 
Arsenal have had to try and bid and try and get the maximum value for the players they're signing as best they can. Originally, Manchester City wanted £55 million for Gabriel Jesus. Arsenal managed to get it down to £45 million. Um, and, and Jesus's willingness to come to Arsenal, of course, really helped in that. The difficulty with someone like Lissandro Martinez is that he doesn't have a preference between Arsenal and Man United right now. If there was a preference, he would probably be really pushing to join one of those clubs. And that might allow Ajax to bring the price down. But because there's two clubs very interested in him and he's open to joining both, it means that Ajax can sit and be like, look, if you both guys want this player, you've got to stump up the money. But maybe the reason, as you ask, Vanaduti, the reason why we're looking at a cheaper winger is because... Is is simply because you know we we haven't got the money to go for the other positions to the level that we want if we're going to go and sign a Rafinha level of fee for a player. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Neil who says pursuing players like Vlaovic, Rafinha, and Savic is a PR stunt. Why not go for realistic players like Tillman, Siki, and Gappo? You know the PR stunt is one of the funniest. Um, conspiracy theory lines uh, that I enjoy. You know, a few of my good friends, like Shaheen from the Arsenal Lounge, to talk about this PR thing. I can't get my head around it. I, I, I really, really can't. Arsenal wanted Vlaovic in January. Arsenal wanted to try and convince one of the best young strikers on the planet to come to the club. In my mind, it's a good example of what Arsenal were trying to do. It's, what, was Gabriel Jesus a PR stunt? No, he was a top quality forward. We went for him. We got him. Rafinha, quality winger. We went for him. We didn't want to go as high as the asking price of Leeds. You know, prior to Leeds' uh, survival, the Rafinha price was going to be close to £25 million. You know, Arsenal would have been in in the hunt for him. They would have had to try and beat off competition from Barcelona, unlikely. It's nothing to do with a PR stunt. Um, It's... And I tell you, the Savage situation certainly won't be generated from Arsenal, in my view. This is a situation that's been generated from the Italian media. The similar to the Hickey thing, which ironically, Neil, you've brought up there. The Hickey situation was something very, very much brought up by the Italian media, claiming it was close, claiming Arsenal were nearly getting a deal done for Hickey. And that was never the reality. So I don't I don't buy this whole PR. I know we love conspiracies. I know we love to want to think that we know what's really going on and you can't fool us, Arsenal. We know what you're doing. No, I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. It just really, really doesn't work that way. Um, Christos says, Gakpo looks sick. We should go for him or Gnabry. Uh, certainly either would be quality. You know, if it was a choice between Zegrova or Gakpo, there's no competition for me. I'd rather go for... I'd rather go for Zagrova. I really, really would. Uh, let's go to uh, Scrubber Steve, who says, reports say Martinez wants to work with Ten Hag again. Do you think it's enough for him, uh, let me just scroll up and miss that question, uh, for him to choose Man United over us? Their fans seem to think so, but I'm not convinced. Um, I think that Martinez will be open to joining Ten Hag because they've worked together. I I don't necessarily believe it to be a defining factor. The Athletic have reported that Arsenal and Arteta's ideas for Martinez really appealed to him and that he likes what Arsenal's ideas are about where he would play. I think that probably levels the playing field with the attraction of going and playing with the manager that, you know, helps you get to the level that you are. But perhaps he does want something fresh, something new. And, and the left-back position, I think, is something that will allow him to be a little bit more expressive than the centre-back position would be at Man United. And you've got to compete with Varane and Maguire and Lindelof and anyone else that they sign and bring in. So I think there's 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 opportunities for that. 
let's go to uh, Don, who says Arsenal need Edon uh, as a left winger, a left-footed winger, and it is a big threat to Saka. His press is very hard. He dribbles and he's direct. He tracks back, defends. He's got pace. Uh, he never lets opponents rest. Interesting. I don't know enough about him, Don, to either agree nor disagree with you. Hopefully, by the end of today, I'll know a lot, lot more about him. And hopefully, you guys will too. I'm hopefully going to plan a tactical breakdown on him very, very soon. But uh, it's, yeah, interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, let's go to Freddie, who says, I really hope there is some concrete Arsenal transfer news today. It's been quiet since the Jesus, apart from these false links now the, the 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 problem with false links and naming them false links is that ultimately you and i when i say you i don't necessarily just mean you freddie but others we don't know for sure we don't know the reality of the situation to a t sometimes if you've got connections you'll hear a couple of things you know the whole like if you've got enough people in in, in what's going on you'll be able to find out some information or if you follow the right people that are reliable and they can feed you some information then you're going to know more but for to say the false links you know as a broad scope i think is unfair i think arsenal are obviously looking at plenty of players i had this great debate with with lev the other day uh specifically talking about um you know specifically talking about the idea of arsenal being targeting certain positions and them not necessarily being the priority um and i think that Arsenal are clearly looking to bring in a forward, a midfielder, and a defender. And I think that is evident from the links to Tillemans, to Martinez, to Rafinha, to Gakpo, to Milinkovic-Savic. So, you know, all of these players in these different roles and different positions, there is a clear intent from Arsenal to move for players in these positions. And I said that I would sit and I would wait until August before I make a judgment around what we do around what we do in the window. Uh, and I'll wait until the first game of the season. You won't see my reaction to the first game of the season because it's my stag do that weekend. So I'm actually going to be... I might even miss the first game of the season. <laughs> Imagine planning a stag do and then, ah, oh, it really got to be that. But uh, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to have a great time, I'm sure. But uh, oh, if I miss the game, <laughs> I'm going to be so fuming. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But I just think that by that point, on the first game of the season, we should know what our team is going to look like for the season. So we'll wait and see what indeed does happen. Uh, Aaron says, hi, Tom. Do you see Lukonga fitting into the eight role more than the six? Maybe Xhaka could play with more of a six as a deep-lying player. Uh, and uh, we had a really good conversation, of course, with Sasha Tavalieri yesterday on our Belgian special, talking about Tielemans, Anana and Lukonga. I think that he can fit both. I think he can play both. I think he can work in both. I think that he's got the abilities and the skills to play a more disciplined role if he has someone supporting him. So if you've got kind of a Xhaka or a Partey next to him, I think it works well. I think he can also play the eight position where he's more progressive, can get forwards, be more direct, be more confident. I think he lost his confidence towards the end of last season. Who can you blame him? He got dropped for really no real reason other than the fact that Xhaka came back. So that's a frustration. Um, but fingers crossed we can see the best uh, of Sambi Lukonga very, very soon. Uh, we're going to answer a couple more and then we're going to wrap things up. Yugang uh, says, Tom, with another young winger target and looping in that we have also lost Alba and Laka, where are we expecting our goals from? Uh, the answer to your question is Gabriel Jesus, Eddie Nketiah, Bakaya Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Gabriel Martinelli, Fabio Vieira. 
I'd also like to throw Martin Odegaard in there if he can add more goals to his game. I'd also add in from set pieces, Gabriel Magalhaes is going to be a threat. Maybe even Saliba didn't score for Marseille last season, but came very close and has still got that height and threat in the box that we might need. Who knows? Maybe even some of our fullbacks can pop up with goals. But I think with that forward line, there is plenty of goals there. And I think that we need to obviously step that up. If we remember back to the start of last season, the biggest criticism of Bakaya Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe was they weren't scoring enough. And within the space of not even a sole season, you know, a space of a few months, suddenly Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe were proving their doubters wrong and they were scoring regularly at 20 and 21 years of age. If they can take that next step this season and continue on that thread of what they're capable of achieving and doing, I think we've got some real potentially dangerous players in our squads. Add Gabriel Jesus, a player with great movement, great ability, great pressing, great creativity, great link-up. I think there's there's a coiled spring that's just waiting to kind of, you know, explode at this point. So absolutely, um, hopefully looking for that next season. So I think we do have goals, but I would like us to see uh, a wide forward who can score still come into the club this summer. Uh, let's go to uh, Vanaduti says, why don't we go for Zagrover in January before he joined Lille? We must have been scouting him for longer than this time. Uh, he may have come off the bench and scored a winner that got us top four. Maybe. Ifs, buts and maybes. Um, unfortunately, with that, there's no there's no way to know. I'm sure we were scouting him, but we weren't willing to seemingly go for him at that point. They've now seen enough from the last six months and 13 appearances to make them think he was the right choice. Uh, who knows what will happen in the future? Um, let's go to the last question, uh, which is Dave, one of our longest serving members, who says, why does everyone criticise us getting in younger and cheaper talent that can develop into something far greater rather than the experienced and finished article? I think obviously last season, Dave, we saw a team come very, very, very close to getting top four with one of the youngest teams in the country. I think a lot of people got frustrated that that was used as a excuse that we didn't get it. So the idea of bringing in more young players, does that progress us forwards? Does that take us in the right direction? I like the process of what we've done in regards to overhauling the squad. I think we desperately needed a revamp and an injection of youth into the team. We needed to balance the squad. And I think it's not a surprise that we went from a team that was languishing in in, recl- uh, in recline, in decline. I'd love a recliner. Imagine that. I could do these shows with a recliner. That'd be great. Um, but, you know, I, I think that we were languishing. I think we were declining. We changed the setup of the squads. We overhauled the way in which it looks. And you see the trajectory of the team go from this to turn to start to go into the other direction. And I think we need balance. I think we need some experience still. I think there's definitely an argument that players like Ilke Gundogan, like Ginny Wijnaldum, would not would, would have certainly have been some decent midfield additions this summer. Um, Akula Bali, as I've mentioned in defence. You know, these types of players, I think there's, there's definitely scope. Definitely, definitely scope um, to see. But I don't agree with the people that are criticising um, us moving down a, a more youthful way because I think it was a necessary step to see us go in the direction that hopefully will take us back in the right direction. I hope that answers your question. Um, so let's uh, let's let's jump things uh, forwards to the end of the show. Uh, if you haven't already dropped a like on the video, I really would appreciate it if you could. Um, 
and subscribe. Uh, I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. There should be some exciting content coming out over there. And we're very close to 20,000 subs over there. We're very close to 35,000 subs here. Um, thank you to the over 1,300 of you that have tuned into the show. As always, I really appreciate every single one of you taking out the time. Uh, thank you for the 99% of you that are continuing to keep the chat box a brilliantly communicative and community feel place and most of you 99% of you anyway are being very very sensible so thank you so much uh, for continuing to help with that and those that uh, are, are taking the time out of their day to to help making the chat box a better place as well if you'd like to experience the chat box on a 24 7 basis just as you've seen with our three brand new members Keenan, Sam and Lynn uh, if they are indeed TGT expert members or TGT ambassadors, you'll be able to join up our Discord server, which is basically like this chat box 24-7. And even I jump in there and say a couple of gems of wisdom here now and again. So uh, let's uh, let's wait and see what happens with the rest of the window. I'll be back hopefully tomorrow morning uh, to talk you through even more. But hopefully there's going to be more shows for you today and a lot more over on the Arsenal way as well. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, yeah, I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.